Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. You're listening to Live from the Path, coming from the Pathway Studios here in Johnston, proper. Why are we talking so loud, Ben? What do you mean? No, I was talking in a normal voice. No, you're yelling at everybody. It was bold. Okay. Why are you so mad? Because <laughs> it's a new it's a new year, fellas. It's, it's a, a new, new year, year, and it's time for boldness. Okay. And my voice, my voice reflects that. Here's what we got going on the show this evening. First of all, I saw a man on the Facebook who we interviewed, I mean... Like eight years ago, guy wrote a book, voting uh, Christ in the Voters. Oh, yeah, yeah, Shedlock. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyway, he was talking today. He's like, my church only sings the Psalms, and that's it. I saw that because I, I didn't make the connection. I had no idea who. I thought, who are these people that I have friends? With? I don't even know who this guy. Oh, yeah. Dad's got a bunch of random friends. I just have friends. <laughs> so anyway, I, I want to talk about that because, uh, like, it's postured as like a super holy stance, and I, I want to. I just want to talk about it just just a little bit to make sure we're coming at this thing with the right angle. So we're gonna we're gonna pipe in on that because like I've heard that I've heard very similar even even bump it up a notch and say it's not just Psalms. They're like, hey, we only sing scripture, sing exact scripture out of the like out of the, the Ephesians, singing songs, hymns, and spiritual songs. Yes, or... yeah. So I want to I want to touch on that again. I just I just want to make sure we're thinking about that wisely. So we're gonna do that. Um, we, there was a, and maybe you've seen this, uh, depending on where you're at in the world, because I, I recognize that Live from the Path is worldwide. Thank you, Poland. Um, but there was, uh, there's been some billboards around here, um, that like it's an ad campaign that's basically designed to try to get you to say, Hey, look, Jesus relates to you. Jesus had trouble with relationships too, type of thing. Or like, um, Jesus's mom, uh, was in a tricky situation. <laughs> like, like th- things about Jesus's life and the life of the church that's supposed to try to, I think get people to take what maybe their perception of religion or Jesus specifically off a, a dusty old shelf with the glasses and the stale bread and into a life that maybe we can recognize. I think that's the intent of the ad campaign. Mm. And so I kind of want to talk through that. First of all, I'm interested if you guys saw it. And then Dan found an article about it. And so um, I want to read through that and kind of uh, see what's shaking. And again, maybe the question is uh, effective. That, that was my, that's my thought. Have you ever seen a billboard in your life selling anything that you thought, yes, I'm, I'm now going that. to do that? Yeah, I like the ones that have a clock on them or the temperature. I always <laughs> think that was super handy. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I can't think of a single time a billboard influenced me to do anything uh, that I know of. What did I'm, I'm trying to think. Um, like, what about, what about food? Hey, try this new thing. Are you drug, like, can you get drug in by that? The only thing that used to catch my eye, and that's probably been, maybe it was the 80s, was maybe, I don't know, it was like some velvet whiskey or something. It was some really slinky girl on there, and I'm like, whoa, don't look, Dan. <laughs> so I don't even know what they were selling. Okay, so it was the anti-problem. Dan says, whatever you're selling, I'm not even allowed to look. I can't look over there. Yeah. So, okay. Or yeah. like those billboards that say, see, billboard advertising works. And I'm like, merely because you're in my landscape? That's not fair. I've seen those, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw a billboard. Actually, it was there for many years. It was on my drive home from work, and it was said "hungry," and it was a Hardee's Hardee's with with a bunch of chicken strips uh, yeah. on there. And I thought to myself, "Yes, I am." Yeah, you're and, right, Billboard. You got I, me. I would go get Hardee's. <laughs> it okay. worked. Okay, so that so one worked. Yeah. Okay. Hungry. Immediate it was just a question. Uh, satisfaction type of thing of I need food. 
Yeah, so uh, actually, maybe I'm interested then. If you guys, uh, maybe let us know on the Live from the Path, Bob Eisenhower complaint line, 515-517-0085. You can call or text. But like, when has a billboard worked? Have you looked at a billboard and you said, well, now, wait a minute. What about, have you guys seen the ones where it's like, hey, the national debt and it's spinning? Did it cause you to think, oh, man, we should probably behave ourselves? No, man. That's just like, <laughs> when, it's just like when you get a mortgage to a house. Anything over like $75 is funny money to me. And so they have like a thousand, you know, n- numerals that I'm like, I, think, I, can, I, think I don't at know. At this point, it's probably just part of the natural urban landscape at this point, these signs. Yeah. And you feel, I feel, I think companies feel obligated to, to set set up a some sort of funny picture up there. Yeah, because otherwise there's no way to to like reel people in. It's a forest for the trees, right? And let's say like people be driving over the Rocky Mountains and like the the visitors will be like, "Wow, this is so cool! What a landscape, you know, to look at." And people will live there for years, like a yeah, stupid mountain blocks all the sun, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like that's how we feel about the the billboards anymore. Like they they lost their effectiveness yeah. years ago. Like the like the pamphlet the guy hands out at the street corner to show you how salvation is coming and. And you're about ready to get revelatized. Wait, so do you find this, because you could make the same case then digitally about uh, Facebook ads or something. Have you guys ever clicked on a Facebook ad to get more information? No. 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 Yeah. I'm drawn in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what did you, do you remember what you clicked on? Uh, I think I, I I mean, I'll be honest, guys. I'm a uh, I'm a rampant clicker. <laughs> I'm taking in a lot. I don't know where my computer gets those viruses. Actually, I got sucked in by the auctions. Like they started advertising yeah. local auction houses, oh. and I'm like, that looks like a bunch of music equipment. Dad, put that away. <laughs> this is a 1970s billboard for Velvet. They can't. There's no way that was allowed in public. It was a billboard. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, you can see how a junior high guy would go, "Hey, yeah. no, <laughs> high school, whatever." I was, that means I you know. had to walk there, Dan. You walked to that billboard and said, Every I can't day. believe this is here again. <laughs> so, actually, I'm with Nathaniel. I get suckered in by by ads all the time. Yeah. Like, because uh, I'm curious. There was like a, uh, and it was, it was around Christmas time, and there was some sort of ad that said, look at all these sweet uh, machines you build out of only, like, small pieces of wood. And it's like a kit, and you build, like, a whole amusement park out of them. <laughs> a propeller spins and stuff. And, like, uh... There's also a uh, somebody made like a like a, a, a metal a bended a bended metal shape playing a, a bass, but the head was a light bulb. <laughs> and I said, I'm interested because I wanted if it was 15 bucks, I'd have bought it already. Yeah. Now it was 85, of course. That's why you're running yeah. Facebook ads. <laughs> that's how they get you in. I always <laughs> click, and I'm like, whoa, that's way too expensive. Yeah, and I, I get out of there. I'm going to tell you right now, after this bit of information, I'm getting a new accountability, man. <laughs> I can't trust thing, you. The sad thing is, though, that that advertisement, that click, that's that's where the real money's at. Yeah. Because they're selling those advertisements, that advertising spaces. Um, You're right. Facebook's making yeah, the money Facebook's for me having clicked money. on it. Actually, that, I, I felt I liked the guy. I thought he was charging too much, but I thought he might lower his prices if he was doing better. So I just took clipping on the ad. <laughs> I said, ringing him up. That's a good idea. Yeah. Now, now we have uh, every year we do this a New Year's Eve thing for the party for the kids, and and we would just say everybody come and like thirty people comes. Now, now I'll put like a seventy five bucks in Facebook ads and we'll have 300, 400 people easy. It really does make that yeah, big of a bam, difference. Just like that last year, probably four hundred or five hundred. Right? Because the entire building is just filled from one end to the other, and people are coming and going. So I mean, it's no idea, no way to know how wow. many. Seventy five bucks in Facebook ads yeah. produces that much action. Yep, just like that. Just Holy bam. cow. Yep. Every t- they offer live from the path uh, fifty dollar boosts. They're like, hey, we'll give you fifty bucks towards your like next ad Google. purchase. And I consistently look at it and be like, I give you no fifty bucks. Oh. <laughs> the show's doing just fine. Or the Facebook <laughs> does. Yeah, Facebook uh, does. Oh. 
Okay, so uh, was that, I think that was it. And then we got some advice on. Oh, we got secular versus Solomon tonight. Yeah, and some advice on dear life in the path. Mm-hmm. And in case you've not played the game, secular versus Solomon. Uh, the, the the point is to see if you can't sort out your wisdom. Okay, so I'm going to give you a proverb, a bit of wisdom, and you got to tell me. Dan says you can't do it. <laughs> Black velvet billboard lady. That's all I can think about. The, cool. So the, <laughs> the point is, is like one, is that biblical wisdom? Solomon and uh, include Ecclesiastes or anything in Proverbs you think was written by somebody else. We're still good. Okay, that's Solomon. Or if it's a secular bit of wisdom, we want to know uh, country of origin. Where's this information coming from? As an example, uh, this uh, God helps those who help themselves. Secular Solomon. That's uh, secular. America. There we go. Right, right. So, like, we know that it's not biblical stuff, so quit trying to use that. And then secondly, where did it come from? And it's American nefariousness. Yeah. That's where it's from. Okay, that's Secular versus Solomon. We'll give you a shot at the game. You can play play along at home, and you can text us the results uh, to the uh, Live from the Path Complaint line, 515-517-0085, and whether you've been taken in by a billboard. And we have a guest. Oh, hi. Um, I'm Gavin McAvetty. I'm here by strange circumstances, but I'm here. That's true. He did kind of wander in. I kind of wandered in. I looked at their studio and I said, yeah, I'm sitting down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is where I'm going to be. Yeah. Just welcoming. Looks like a comfy chair and some smooth conversation. He also brought treats, which yeah. I'm very excited about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, did, I did bribe them to get on the show. So. Yeah, I will tell you that. There has been a marked decrease in people bringing treats in here, boys. Yeah, Gavin sets a high bar. Yeah. The problem is, is everybody's old enough where everyone's trying to cut weight or something at some point. Or another. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, hey, I brought donuts, dude. Wrong I'll, week. I'll bring, I'll bring like carrots next time. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll bring the dip. <laughs> I brought this for your food journey. <laughs> okay. So, uh, question at the top of the hour. Guy, guy writes, my church only sings psalms. We think it's valuable. We think it's that uh, he didn't provide like an extensive. Um, uh, defense of it, but I have seen a lot of people um, try to make the case of the purity of worship coming from singing scripture. And so the question is, is like, is there is there a reason to think of it that way to like elevate the notion of worship? Um, like, like just just assume you're as a church getting together or community getting together and singing um, that the words themselves come from the Tyndale. Uh, versus something that someone in this day and age has has written down in reflection or contemplation. And you're asking, do we think this is valuable? Yeah, yeah. Should, should, should would we uh, would we agree? Is there reason? Do we agree? Um, it's more valuable to sing in his case psalms, or in some people's case scripture, over and above something that uh, a human has written in this century. Uh, I would put it in the same realm as saying like. There's a reason that we have teachers to teach biblical texts, especially as time progresses from the culture and the uh, language of which it was written in, right? Like some things don't translate well into modern uh, thought or understanding, but just inherently by how they're written, yep. like well, because of the old school, whatever. And so, like, I would say that I would have a hard time saying that you. It's basically like saying, look, you can only worship in this very specific way, not in a personal way, also in a language and a culture that you didn't understand very well and like has a hard time connecting to you directly. Okay. And so like, I, yeah, I would, I would say no, I, I don't think that. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad, but like, and, and most modern worship does take a theme. Sure. Like it's very yeah. exciting when you read the Psalms and you're like, oh yeah, Chris Tomlin wrote that. 
like because he stole like two two lines out of Psalm thirty, you know. And so like it's it's nice to for your for your heart to be you know uh, bolstered when you read within you know stuff that's worship songs that have come from Scripture. Um, but like it, at the end of the day, I just it feels unnecessarily uh, a lack of yeah a yeah. lack of freedom. Well, well, you figure David was uh, in what approximately a thousand BC. That means nothing before 1000 BC was legitimate worship. Right. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, they had the yak horn. Yeah, but they didn't have the psalm. They just they were just blowing their horns. <laughs> right. 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 Bunch of horn blowing. Little David was blowing his horn. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, go, I don't know, Nathaniel, did I see you uh, shake your head one way or the other? I was shaking my head, but it was, uh, it was uh, in jest alone. Okay. But also... I don't know. I feel like it. it uh, I'm not sure if it, it's over and against like better than. But if someone wants to just sing the psalms, I feel like that that's uh, acceptable. Like I'm not going to tell them to. Oh, totally. To yep. So if you had, tea. so if you had uh, like like if your church culture said, look, all we do is sing the psalms. I don't think that we actually or, have it. Or sing the scriptures in general. Like sing the scriptures. Yep. I think we'd be like, yeah. I mean, if that's as a group of believers mm-hmm. who love Jesus and Yahweh, is what you want to do? I mean, I, I don't think we have anything against it. I think it goes back to like the Christmas tree conversation, right? Like if you're convicted that the Christmas tree is wrong and evil, and you don't want it in your house, and you feel like you're going to worship another way during Christmas, I think that's uh, completely fine. Do what you want. Paul yeah. would also agree, right? But then you walk out the door and then start pointing at other people and go, your Christmas tree's evil, you're worshiping it. I think you've probably crossed the line because yeah. you don't actually know any of that. And so like, if it causes you to look at other church bodies and go, you're not doing what we're doing, some eat meat, some don't eat meat, but you know what I'm saying? Like, so if you're, if you're starting to look at it that way, I think you're starting to cross a line. Yeah, I think I think worship's a really interesting topic because it it's real easy for me when I go to a new church or something to judge very quickly based off of worship. Mostly because I, for my taste in music, I really I crave uniqueness a lot in music, and if something sounds a little pop songish, it immediately almost immediately turns me off from that kind of song. Which is kind of why I really do like the older. Um, it's almost almost contrary to what I said, but like some of these older folk tunes or psalms and things like that have something uh something to them that has made them less yeah so long. And I think it can't it can't be wrong if someone is just like, Yes, I, I love all the psalms and I want to I want our church to sing them. Whether or not he's taking a super dramatic stance on um whether or not um it's right to sing a new song to God. I mean, there's psalms saying, sing a new song to God. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he would run into a real problem when God says, we're going to do the new song. You're like, whoa, hold on now. <laughs> we only do the psalm. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might be a little bit more firmly stanced here, but I'm, I'm a hard no. It's, it's, it's almost uh, like this is not acceptable to think that these are more holy than anything else for uh, multiple reasons. But the strong one is, is that it, like, it misunderstands the work of the Spirit for one. Right, like you have a codified scripture of which the Spirit has guided, and and that's great. Like it's a revelation of God. It's it's inerrant, all true. And uh, frankly, a lot of this comes from uh, people trying to protect inerrancy because they're worried about the Holy Spirit. They get cautious of the movement of a spirit in the world, and so they say, if it came from a person, it has the fallibilities of a person. If I trust that God guided a spirit to work through people, I mean every freaking step of the way. Every step of the way, he chose two people and goes, I'm going to use my spirit for them to rule on my behalf here to be my image, my idol from Genesis 1 to 2, excuse me, then like, then that's how it works. And so as people continue to express that into the world, our fear of that 
to a certain extent is a lack of trust in God's ability to otherwise direct and drive culture. And so I'd be, I'm super cautious on the elevation of, of those types of things because it starts to pull the ability for the Holy Spirit to work in people's lives and in his communities and throughout the world. Um, and it basically points us back to a place that says, this is the only place in which the Spirit could be trusted and yeah. not somewhere else. And so I'm super cautious about that. And I would also propose to you, secondly, is that anybody in this situation is likely being super hypocr- hypocritical um, because I would ask you what your pastor does even. If all they got up there was to then read the Bible and sit down, which I believe I advocated for not like two months ago. Absolutely. Because, and remember, we were talking about the pastors in the survey who are like, I'm not even sure, and uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, then get up and read the scriptures and sit down. That's fair. I think that's fine. If you don't, don't create risk. But like, past that, if they're giving any extrapolation at all alongside the scripture, that's the same risk that you're trying to hedge against for your worship. Yeah. And so I reject it. I think, I think one of the, the big red flag for me here is it makes it seem as if worship is an old thing like and it can only it's only it's been done yeah really and i don't think i don't think we want to be at that place where we don't try to worship in new ways or um i don't know it kind of it kind of makes you have to if you write some song to god it makes you have to be humble and Worship in a different way than to write music for a psalm. Yes. And yes, I, for sure. Uh, yeah. Well, and like it does, it takes all the way, all the the uniqueness of like <coughs> movements that God is trying to do, right? Like, I don't know that I can speak for every Christian song on the radio at the moment, but I can say that like I think that God has put songs in people's heart before, right? And have them have them come out and like have been edifying for His body and have been. I'm I'm a big worship guy, right? Like I listen. I'm like a lot of my interaction with God is through is through music, you know. And so like, um, there's I there's just no doubt in my mind that God put a song on a guy or a gal's heart, and I hear it, and and you know, some ten, fifteen years later, whatever, and I'm like, man, what a perfect way for God to speak into me right now, yep. right? This is so awesome. And to say that that wasn't possible when like I struggle like with the Psalms, I struggle in there in the Proverbs, the Psalms, almost all that language in there. Like, it just kind of depends on how God created you, but, like, none of that stuff, I struggle to have it speak to me in any meaningful way. I just struggle in there, you know? Yep. And so, like, it would be really unfortunate, right, that there's the hands-up worship has to be stuff that I don't actually understand very well. Yeah, and I, and I think back to the point, um, and a little bit what was get, Gavin was getting at, like, I mean, it's just a, certainly a both and. This is not an exclusion of that. I think it's awesome. As a matter of fact, there was something that... Um, in what's a recent song that we had, um, that my wife goes, I, I thought I'd heard that song before. Like, I recognized the words, but no, it was a different song. I said, baby, it's probably Psalm. Like, they're, they're probably taking something where God's people have, have expressed and, and are, are weaving it into uh, different songs and textures. And, like, I, I totally expect guys in Bolivia to be singing something with different textures in their songs um, because that's what their cultures do. And, like, there is something communal about sharing words that the people of God have lamented over and praised with time over time. It's, it's beautiful. But I, the, but the caution is you don't make that holy in, in, in saying that that is the only way of which it can be done as if God is not actively moving and working in the world today. That's the part that I would reject. And frankly, is a lot of the thing is, is a bit of a symptomatic of some of our interaction with the Holy Spirit, uh, it's a, it's a, we're very cautious with the Holy Spirit, and I think that would actually be an indication to me that say, like, you got to let 
you got to let God be God here and let him work through humans. And you go, well, I think humans are dangerous to work through. Yeah. It's one of the great conundrums of the world <laughs> that God had said, this is how I want to do it. But like, I won't try to leash that as a human. And so that, I think that's my greatest caution is, is what feels like a suppression of God's active movement among people with that type of thought. You know, and then you consider uh, there's a good number of Psalms that aren't really uh, sing worthy, right. yeah. praise worthy. You know, the smite my enemies, crush their head. You know, <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, I guess to put it to some punk music, maybe, but, yeah. but it's like I don't know if it was yeah. in a worship service. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the day I was in, smite <laughs> thee. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, there's right. a guy I used to know. He would he would quote uh, like, "Break my teeth, O Lord." He would pray it. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you're so brutal. <laughs> I think, and I think that's right. That's what's interesting about the Psalms is like we even run a risk of. Um, yes, they're scripture, but like they're, they're very human. Yeah, know like your scripture. These no. like the, <laughs> the context of these things, like is trans. It's a re- it's still a revelation to us to go. Even as humans feel this, now watch the character of God and how it works and moves through some of these things. Even how Jesus quotes the Psalms in mm-hmm. similar ways. And so, like again, like we just, I think we just get so nervous around. Like something that feels in our minds feels like extra biblical, but it's not. It's 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 a it's an active working of the Holy Spirit in our lives that that also then looks back at the scriptures and goes, these were also people of who God was working perfectly through their imperfectness to to be able to show and relate to and reveal character and reveal true and good things and ways in which God is is interacted with the fallen humanity and like. I just, I'm not buying that God said, well, we can do this, you know, 1000 BC and that's about it. We got to lock it down. I can't do any more work In the same way, it's good to be cautious of music because, I mean, there are people very clearly who have not hit it big in the music industry who have turned to Christian music because they think they can sell more. Uh And I think... Is what they're singing true? Maybe. Then I'm for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If we're singing it better, then I'm all for it. But I think it when it comes to when it comes to worship, that is it should be important, right? It shouldn't be it's not the it's not the same thing as listening to a song, right? You have another layer to it. And so I think that it's important to be cautious about it, but we shouldn't we shouldn't exclude exclude music just because it's written by a human being and not. You caught well, yeah. So not, go back, bring that to a finer point, though. Cautious in in what way? Yeah. Well, I mean, cautious in that you should listen through it, be certain that is scripturally scripturally sound. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Certain that um, it was written by the Holy Spirit, and third of all, how would you it, know that? Does it sound good? I mean, so I, sorry, I don't how mean do to press you here, but know. how would you yeah. know that? I think. I don't know. Well, actually, it kind of ties back into something. Hey, mind if I share a story? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is pretty recent, actually. This is like maybe two weeks ago. Um, there was a night I got home. I was really tired, and I was feverish, almost like really dehydrated from the work of the day. And I laid down in bed, and I was just sitting there, and... The whole night, I I could not go to bed. I was just praising God. And I clearly felt the Spirit there 
And I wrote a psalm to God that night in just in my heart. And I know, I don't know, I don't know what, what's a clear way to define it. But to me, it's like, oh, this was not, not just my words. Like, this is an articulation of what I have wanted to say for so long. Yeah. And I think that true worship is not just a repeating, not just a repeating of what other people have said, but this is what is true about God. This is our, this is the the clearly seen characteristics of him. And just the fact that he is worthy to be praised. And I don't know, it's, it's hard. It's hard because it requires a level of trust of the person and a level of trust in God. I think I mean, yeah, I'm, I think I'm strongly with you on the second one. I'm less concerned about the fallibility of the person you, because like every worship has been written by a fallible person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. whether in the act of that worship writing or three days later when they kick the dog, I don't know. Right. But like underneath every attempted praise came from a sinful, fallible person. Right. And so I'm less concerned about having to tie back to the integrity of the writer than I am, I think, on the thing that you had mentioned earlier, which is, is this telling me something? Is this reminding me something true about God? Is it enriching um, in a way that is, that again, I agreed, scripturally bound um, in, in ways that, like, honors God, elevates God, um, reminds me of true things? And then past that, I'm, I'm good with the fallibility of the messenger, I think. Yeah, and actually, I mean, I've heard quite a few songs that were like, they were not designed to be worship songs. They weren't even written by people who love Jesus, right? And yep. like, parts of it sniff like Jesus to me. And I feel like the Holy Spirit points that out. Like, he'll take a thing that like, was made by a broken human and go, I mean, you can be reminded about me through this, mm-hmm. right? In these couple ways. And like, there's a couple songs out there that I like, they're not, they're written by regular secular artists. And I'm like, I don't know, I, I, I could sniff some Jesus out of this thing. And I think to, to, to also something that Gavin alluded to earlier is that like, I wouldn't listen to most of the songs that we go through that we do in kind of worship, even at, at church or, or most churches. I just don't care for them. However, in the moment of me, like, like openly wanting to be part of, of thoughtfulness and praise and worship, like those tunes sail, they hit me deep because I want it. I'm, I'm there. I'm open and I want to be part of that. And like, whether I dug on the tune or not, like is not actually as of the same consequence. Yeah. Like, did I want to come to meet worship like in my community today? Well then, I mean, I don't care what's on the docket. Fire in up any song you want. Lord Jesus be praised. No, I'm going to stop putting so much work in then. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I can't, I can't speak to the fickleness of Nathaniel, but I mean, I'm in. We, we have a ten- Chrissy T and Chrissy T only. <laughs> That's it. We, we have a tendency to over spiritualize things and under spiritualize things. Yep. You know, I think of this, uh, you know, a whole generation of people that, that um, talk about the sacred hymns, you Sorry, know, and call. how beautiful they are. And, and there's some great hymns, right? Well, you look at the typical uh, hymn book, and there might, like, there's like, I can't remember how many thousands were written by Fanny Crosby, right? Right, right. So I remember reading about her one day, and I'm like, she's like pushing out like 600 a day. I mean, she was just <laughs> a job. Someone, they were paying her 20 bucks, and she was just That's throwing right. out all the... And, some of them are really cool and meaningful, but you can't tell me she sat there in this Holy Spirit moment uh, in a cold sweat every day, like, here is the song I've put three weeks worth in. No, no, she did about 500 during those three weeks. You're right, you know, right. And, and some stuck and some didn't. Some of the people said, yeah, I like this. And Yep. And then 
throw in the modern music, I, I, I like what Kevin said, you, know, you, you have you have artists or something that are making some beautiful music. Well, then you, you get it into the publishers, and they're like tweaking things. Like, well, we uh-huh. got to make it good. We got to make it mainstream. We got to make it so all the churches will want to buy this, you know. And then they start tweaking things. That's in any music. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 and it's like, okay, you kind of lost the heart of what was going on. And the artist is like, well, I guess I'll keep, yeah, I got a contract. <laughs> I got to sing it. But, yeah. uh, you know. Which is, know. and you know what's so interesting? This is what I find so interesting about what God can do. <clears throat> Even that corporatized, mechanized piece of music can still point people back to Jesus. Yeah. The guy who wrote this song is probably feeling pretty rascally about it. That's not my song. But, yeah. but I mean, yeah. whatever like like poor substance of an offering humanity has often had to go, Jesus, I think this is all I have to give. God goes, I can bless that. I can yeah. work with this. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so like, I, I think I've, I've just gotten a lot more um, open that God is bigger than our shortcomings, our fallibilities, our, when our humanity sneaks farther into processes and things than we want. Like, can't he still do whatever he wants in here? And am I open to that? And then I, I, I found that I don't get caught up so much in some of the things that might have tied me up because they're not actually even my principles to defend. You know you understand what I'm saying? And so like, uh, and it's, yeah, anyway, so I, I think that's, that's where I roll up is that like, I'm, I'm concerned that we don't overly, um, in, in trying to protect and elevate scripture, um, that we otherwise constrain the spirit in ways that are not otherwise biblically directed. And yeah. that would be the caution. Yeah. And it would be awkward to go to like a, like a Christian music festival and have everyone sing Miriam's song from Genesis. <laughs> the song's terrible. You know what I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter what beat you put behind it. It's not catchy. That's true. <laughs> Everywhere in scripture where it says, where like the, the headings intend to imply a song, it yeah. is, it's not singing. It, that, no, it no, has yeah, no catch. I ain't catching it. There's no stanzas. It there's, there's, there's no chorus, really. <laughs> yeah. Try it in Hebrew. Yeah, it's probably better in Hebrew. I bet it's boss in Hebrew. Actually, <laughs> I, I've 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 gone. I've listened to some psalms that have been sung in Hebrew, uh, and except for they some some of them feel like uh, soccer chants, and then that's yeah. all right. But like still, yeah. they, they don't even bother to rhyme, or they're like very hard, like German type of rock. <laughs> They're like they're, they're like throat clearers. All these rhymes, and you're like, I just doesn't have the sweep to it. You know. I listened to. I was. It's been a few weeks ago, but I was listening to it on repeat. This lady singing uh, the Lord's Prayer in Aramaic. Mm. Yeah, mm. it was wild. Yeah, I listened to Tim Mackey uh, like sing prayers, like Jew, old Jewish prayers. Yeah, like I don't. It was super interesting. It feels monkish it. at yeah. times. Like it's it got does. the it's got the monk vibe to it. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you've been listening live from the path. Uh, I don't know. Let us know. You got uh, we got the thing wrong. You want to torch? I'll give you Nathaniel's address if you're real upset about it, and you can go. Uh, you can go torch his house. Five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. Only the Psalms, Nathaniel, <laughs> and fire it up. All right. Um, shoot, I, I lost the article. So we're talking about this uh, this ad campaign. It was it was big money, Dan. Hundred million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And it says, uh, let's see. If you haven't seen the commercials yet, you will this month. What is thought to be the biggest ever Christian advertising campaign will go national. Television commercials, along with online ads and billboards, will target millennials and Gen Z with a carefully crafted, exhaustively researched, and market-tested message about Jesus Christ. He gets us. Okay, this, these are the machinations uh, Dan was talking about. I'm going to tell you why I hate this already, but go ahead. Okay. <laughs> uh, those behind the He Gets Us campaign say they'll spend $100 million. Donated by a small group of wealthy anonymous families. I'm like, hey, it's the guy who runs the Hobby Lobby. Yeah, and Chick-fil-A. Every, everybody knows that. Yeah, it's Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A, man. <laughs> On the national launch, putting the campaign in the same financial arena as big-name brands like Old Navy, TD Ameritrade, and Mercedes-Benz. The video ads, some of which are already garnering millions of views on YouTube, 
features striking black and white photos and a stirring piano track made under the direction of Michigan based. I don't care. Each ad focuses on an aspect of Jesus's earthly experience with which today's the struggle is real crowd might resonate. Jesus was judged too. Jesus had fun with his friends too. Yeah. Is it, is that, is that what you're feeling, Nathaniel? You feel like I really need a God who is me. Yeah. Who acts and behaves. I would like to relate to a God who acts more like me and goes through my <laughs> struggles. When I say, Lord, your help is the only place I can be. And he's like, I'm just a regular bro. <laughs> I can't do jack squat for you. <laughs> uh, the ads direct viewers to he gets us.com where they can choose four ways to engage chat live text for prayer and positive vibes, text for prayer and positive vibes. Come on. I hate everybody. Sign up to small, uh, to join a small group with alpha or click through the Bible reading plan on the U version app. Okay. Here's why I hate this. Okay. I don't care about the rest of that article. <laughs> so the problem is, is like when you chasing the culture around, you're saying the culture sets the standard and, and Jesus plays cleanup. You know what I'm saying? You're like saying, how can I get like this, this God creator of the universe to fit more in the culture? So one, you'll never win. You're always behind, right? So like you will never succeed in the thing that you're doing, which is trying to make a, a God seem relevant to a current culture. You'll always be playing catch up. And two, you're letting the culture set the standard of which, of which the God of the universe is now uh, allowed to be spoken about and, 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 and presented to people, which seems like a huge mistake. So Paul says, uh, to, to the Greeks, I go to the Greeks. I'm a Greek. And so, like, there, there is a notion of, of or, or Paul, Paul in, the, um, uh, in, the, in the Garden of the Unknown Gods, right? Like, he's trying to help people relate concepts that they understand back to understanding who Jesus is. That's a Paul thing. Yes. Do, you, do you not does that sniff like this? No. Why not? It does not. Why not? Be- because it feels like they're, they're denning, denigrating to fit in a box, right? Instead of saying, here, this is like this, they're, like, they're, they're lowering God down to fit in a cheap culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's, that doesn't feel like the same. Okay. It feels like they took like Hebrews 4, where it says we do not have a, you know, an unsympathizing high priest. Uh-huh. And then they said, you know, let's throw a hundred million bucks at this. And uh, throw it some mopey mopsters and uh, see how that turns out for us. Yeah, and once again, an unsympathetic high priest, uh, like, is is still a high priest. It's still a high priest. <laughs> yes, that, yes, that's that's a good way to sum it up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can get the uh, Jesus was a refugee bumper sticker. I'm like, okay, see, like, we're playing on the plight of yeah. sympathetic humanity. Jesus was judged wrong, too. Like, okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't like it, and like I know you have to try to find ways to to talk to people where they're Jesus at. Just had to use the bathroom too. There's, yeah, right. <laughs> like we feel, I feel so close knowing that God went through the same things I did. Like, but you're missing the part that like He was God chosen to come down and join the filth that we've created, yeah. right? Only to fix it as He smiles and prays for the people that are killing Him. Yeah. I mean, does it, the question is, like, the, the whole thing it's trying to hit with people is to say, you're struggling. God understands the Nathaniel's point to, like, that God, that God also struggled when he was in his earthly expression, okay? But that's not the gospel, really. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, like you miss the opportunity of, of <laughs> in fact, it's, it's the bad news, kind of. <laughs> like, it's like, it's not the good news, but I'll join you in the bad news. <laughs> like, it's, again, it's just yeah. not quite the I'm, same thing. I'm going to call this lame. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's misguided. It feels like it was trumped up by a couple of 65-year-old dudes 
who were like, this will get them. Yeah. Right. And then they hired young dudes and be like, hey, really get with your, your fellas and this and this will talk to them. Right. But look, once again, is like, is there anything exciting in me that goes, hey, man, I can't wait to get to know a savior. I don't know much about that part, but I know he also struggled. Right. It's that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago where it's like they don't. People aren't interested in saying, like, how do I get out of this broken? How do yeah. I stop creating mess? I just want to name it. Yeah. And then yeah. know that other people are going through it, too. And then we'll just stay here it together. Feels like, it feels a lot like instead of approaching the world with the kingdom of God, you're just approaching the world with the kingdom of the world. Like, yes. just handing yeah. them the same thing. Yeah, God was yeah. here, too. Okay. <laughs> he, he struggled to keep a job, too. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. He was homeless as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was he was a wandering unemployed carpenter. You know the feeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just like I, I, I actually, I, I mean, I'm not against the format. I'm not against the um, like you want to go. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to overlean on it. Like I think we've traditionally right. talked about. Look, uh, I, I don't build billboards. Don't uh, convert people to Jesus. Yeah. Like information. Like you are competing for information. I think that's probably all right to 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 do that. Um. But but it's not a that's not a way to grow the kingdom that requires relationship and so yeah. but, but I would but so but I'm not I don't not against it I think any and all is, is probably okay here except for you lead with the gospel and if the thing that you're leading with is two steps back from the gospel I think you're wasting your time and money yes because those two steps those those two steps are hard to make up right because at some point people are going to feel like you bait and switched them. People well, are going to find that you that they will believe you lack integrity. You didn't tell them the thing. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I think I think that there is a notion of and and I think this is a struggle even even with churches, right? Like as you invite people in, like you're trying to give them a sense for who God is by also the surrounding the things that surround them. And there there are gradual transitions points that say, hey, can you let's walk one step deeper in the things that we tell the things that you can know and to help introduce you to and understand more about what we're teaching and that kind of stuff. Um, so like, I mean, it's always a, a process totally, but like, there's a difference between a process and what feels like obfuscation. Like yeah. if they were to come into, so it's a, you know, Dan's church, if you come in, like if you're new here, it's not like you're going to end up in some kind of weird rituals that you don't understand. It's welcoming <laughs> to folk who've not been there before, but yeah. it also means, but you're also going to hear the Bible like taught, the Bible's going to be taught and you're probably right. not going to understand some of it, but like. It's you're still going to get the full thing that God is speaking that morning. Yeah, um, we're not going. You're not holding it back. Now there are places that are like so secret sensitive that like th- there's a switch that you got to pull sometime that feels like a bait and switch. Like it feels like God deceived yeah. me to get me rolled into His program. We introduce you to Jesus, the social worker. Oh, by the way, He's the Savior. Yeah, you know, right. Like, he's he's also the Savior, like, which would be grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It, it's. I think the problem is it masquerades as meat. Like and it's milk, mm, right? Yeah, and and yeah. they're almost like selling it like it's meat too. Like all you need to know is that the God of the universe was also lonely at times. It's like that. Is that really all I need to know? Because once again, like I, it's it's feeding into a culture that says I don't want out of the broke. I just want to feel comfortable here, which means I just need to be around other people that are broke too. And we can name it, we can call it a thing, and then we can discuss it at nauseum. But like any hint of I want to get out of this or this isn't right. Is judgmental and wrong. Yeah, and so well, like, we're, it's just a, I don't think they're intending to, but like you're you're accidentally feeding into the thought that says if you can just name the broken and then find a supportive community that will that will say yes, I'm broken too. I think that that's enough. I think the the worst part of it to me is that people are too smart for it, right? Like if it's a if it's a if it's a a fish hook, right, or something just 
made to bait people in. People see that immediately. Yeah, the fourth wall been gone a while. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know. For me, I'm very much on the side of, like, Scripture is so different than the rest of the world, and Jesus is so different from the rest of the world that you don't need to present him in any other way than he is. It's like, and all of the hardness and all of the, the terrible thing you like terrible things for us to hear, not terrible things that he said, but terrible things that um for us to hear, that's still the character of God, like right there. And that's those words bring joy when will bring joy. And no one else has said those words to you, like that strike so close to your core. And I think that if you if you take that away take away parts of his character and just trim it away and then you try to make him more human like you didn't need to know that he was more human because you already know he's a man who's lived a long like 30 so year life and has probably gone through a whole host of hardships and that's not even spoken about yeah yeah barely touched on really yeah really because that's not the important part of the character of God that's shown to you. If it was, we would have. And at the end of the day, nobody it. wants another human as their God, right? Yeah. Like no yeah. one wants a buddy that like, I want a God that's omniscient and all knowing and full of grace and can like explain to me and get me out of my mess. I don't want someone to just come alongside me and bro it up and be like, Hey man, yeah. we're screwed together. Like I've been there. Yeah. I don't need one of those. <laughs> I need, I need the word of God to break me. So I know, uh, what I need from him. That's right. As opposed to like, yeah, we relate. Right. Your yeah. soul yearns for discipline yeah. and fatherly interaction right. and grace and love and acceptance, all in things that pull you out of mess. Yeah, that's what's interesting. And I think we we talked about this um, a, f- a few shows back. It, it was that like most people actually don't they don't disagree that there's that there's a mess here. They don't they don't actually disagree that they're falling short of something. Now, there's various understandings of falling short of what, but like, there's very few people that are out there going, I am killing it across the board. I've not introduced anything negative into the world. The world owes me. Most humans at their core actually agree to that part. Mm-hmm. And so you got two options. You either say, all right, well, how do we just mourn with each other about this particular thing? And that's the aim of the billboard campaign. Jesus is the king of the counselors for the ways of which you've got a rough road in the in the earth that is. or what is the path to reconciliation to this broad, like even nebulous human thing that says, I know I'm short of something, even if I don't know what it is. And we're, and we're Jesus steps in to say, well, here's what it was. Cause I did it. Uh, and then here's the way back to what that looks like. And then here's a way to be part of, of reconciling the rest of the world into that thing. Now, which do you want Which, which do you want the support group or, or the, or the rock and reconciliation? But like we, this one aims at the support group. And I, and I, and it just, it misses, it misses good news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hate it, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nathaniel's in, uh, he, he wanted the tax deduction. So he donated to the campaign. I'm one of the families. <laughs> that's, that's right. Chick Fil A. We hang out all the time. Not on Sundays though, because <laughs> that's wrong. <laughs> We're singing psalms. Uh. <laughs> all right, you've been listening to Life from the Path. Thanks for hanging out with us. All right, I'm going to make a quick, uh, just a quick petition. We do have that 500th show coming on up. Moving on up like the Jeffersons. And so we we would love to hear any feedback you have that we might uh, might be able to include in in just, I don't know, just as we as we roll up the show and celebrate 500 episodes, even if it's just we've showed up. It's 500 birthdays. Everyone claps when it's your birthday, even if you had a crappy year. And so that could be us pretty much the whole run of the show. 
If you'd like to be part of that, um, you can use the complaint line, uh, 515-517-0085, and you can send us a nice text. That'd be great. You want to leave us a voicemail. That'd be fantastic. You want to create a series of animated giffers uh, in in honor of, of Mike, I think you can do that too. By the way, not near enough you voted in whether the Mike is a vest man a poll huh. on the Instagram and Facebook, and so I need you to come back to that. Uh, he's still wearing that vest. I yeah. saw it on him today. It's over there. And so well, for, for lack of your input, the man continues to bull charge into the world. <laughs> and so I, I, want, I just want you to consider that, like, you, you, your laziness in this area is causing a real problem. Yeah, it's causing me to stumble, really. Yeah, I'm think, just a Timothy. I need a poll. <laughs> Stop saying things like that. <laughs> okay, shoot. Mike, you got by me, but like, like a minute. Okay, you want to do Dear Life from the Path? Yeah, let's do one. Okay, here we and then, go. And then, then we're going to do something else. Okay, here we go. Dear? Hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. We don't have to do Dear Life from the Path. My ho- uh, no, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to wait. 11 months. Okay. We don't have time for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> things, things have already moved on. Wow. This one's a great one. I don't know if it's great. And now, for America's hey. fastest growing game show, Secular or Solomon? Okay, you've wandered into America's fastest growing, asterisk, uh, totally unproven internet game show, Secular versus Solomon. I'm very excited to be here, Ben. That's great. And so, and I reminded you of the tone of the game. Uh, I'm going to give you a proverb, a bit of wisdom, and you're going to tell me whether it's secular or Solomon. And uh, if it's uh, secular, we need to know where this, uh, these proverbs are originating from. And so you're going to tell me the country of origin. Mike, we'll keep the score and, uh, and tell, say who wins at the end. I'm on the honor system. Okay. Mike, are you playing? Yeah. Okay, then you got to get it. You can't look at my screen. I'm, I'm looking at this toilet paper. What? <laughs> the, the whole game? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stare at it. In fact, if you have a marker, I could draw a face on it. That would make it easier. Uh, <laughs> Do you have a marker? <laughs> no, I don't have a marker. Okay, here we go. You guys ready? Yeah. Ready. Um, all right, we're going to start with Dan. Secular versus Solomon. A drowning man is not troubled by rain. A drowning man is not troubled by rain. That that sounds awfully secular. Um, and where would we worry about rain and drowning? A drowning man is not worried. Uh, I can't think of anything insensitive to say. Answer the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> it's not no. a country. Look at this. You, 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 hey, keep sorry. an eye in here. Sorry, sorry. Country of origin. <laughs> it's a country. This 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 comes straight out of Egypt. Okay, Dan says Egypt. Gavin, secular Solomon. Okay. A drowning man is not troubled by rain. Okay. Um, well, it's, I think it's definitely secular. Okay. I don't remember reading that. Um, oh, I see. It's only scripture if you've read it, huh? Yeah. That's, that's bold. This is going to be real. <laughs> yeah. I've read Proverbs, probably the only book I've ever read in all of scripture, just back to back over and over and over again. Okay. Okay. Um, but he, it, I'm going to say that's, I'm going to say that's, uh, let's say that's Swedish. Okay. It's from the Swedes, Nathaniel. <laughs> I also am going to hop on the bandwagon and say it's secular, and I'm going to say Samoa. Okay. Samoa. Amer- American Samoa? Yes. That's a terrible guess. Why? <laughs> you don't think the Samoans have wisdom? Not, not in this area, no. I'm going to say secular, and let me confer with my toilet paper buddy. He believes it is uh, Ireland. Okay. Toilet paper is a magic eight ball. Secular Solomon, a drowning man is not troubled by rain, is indeed secular Iran. Yeah, uh-huh. Ireland. No. <laughs> nope. There we what go. does Iran know? They're in the middle of a desert. Okay. Sec- they still have bodies of water. <laughs> Barely. 
Yeah, they're familiar with Nobody water. Drowns. <laughs> Sec- secular or Solomon. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Gavin. Oh, that's from, I think that is from Solomon. Gavin's in from Solomon. You want to make a bold guess on chapter? No. No. Okay. So no. I, would, I would only make myself a uh, make a fool of myself yeah. there. Humility. That's the way to live. <laughs> <laughs> I'll draw the line there. Uh, Booba. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... <laughs> All right, Nathaniels. Secular Solomon. 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 Mike, please reread it. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Yeah, that's Solomon. Okay, Dan. Yeah, yeah, we're going to go Solomon, and I'm going to go uh, Proverbs 14.8. Oh, 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 Dan is going all in <laughs> with the biodegradable undershorts. He's jumping in the pool. All right. Hey, um, let's see. Anxiety in man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. It is indeed Solomon, Proverbs 12.25. Ah, oh, so close. That's uh, Price is Right rules. You were over. <laughs> Man. All right. Uh, secular Solomon Nathaniel. A slack hand causes poverty, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. I think that's Solomon. Okay. Mike? Uh, I'm going to say that is also Solomon, and I'm going to give a guess at Proverbs 1. Proverbs 1. Dan? Yeah, I'm going to go Solomon. I, I think a Proverbs 6, because it goes to, you know, go to the Antle Slugger, let's hold that context. I'll, I'll say, yeah, it's Solomon, uh, Proverbs 6. Dan's, um, I'm going to go uh, verse 7. Dan says, related to the sluggard passages, Gavin? It's Solomon. Okay, he's in for Solomon. A slack hand causes poverty. But the hand of the diligent makes rich. It is Solomon, Proverbs 10 4. Good buddy. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, I didn't go over. I win. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, 15 points to me. Well, yeah, if you choose one, I think you're probably. <laughs> yeah. No one was willing to, to slide in there at two, so 1.2. Mike takes it. <laughs> Secular or Solomon Nathaniel, a monkey never thinks her baby's ugly. <laughs> a monkey never thinks her baby's ugly. Secular or Solomon. I'm going to go secular, and I'm going to go uh, Indonesia. Indonesian, Mike. Uh, I'm going to go secular, and I feel like that is a from the Congo, which I don't know what country the Congo is in. So <laughs> instead, I'm going to guess Sudan. <laughs> Solid. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Dan Hudson, a monkey never thinks her baby's ugly. Yeah, that that is uh, that is secular in Uganda. In Uganda, Gavin. That's uh, secular. I'm gonna say India. Could be India. A monkey never thinks her baby is ugly. Secular Haiti. Oh, oh yeah, Haiti. Haiti. That's way closer to home. Yeah. All right. Quick catch up on the score. Dan's uh, has 15 points. Gavin has four. Uh, Nathaniel's uh, a negative two, and Mike is in the lead at 43. Wow. It's a t- it's a, you guys uh, still close. have a chance to catch up. You got yeah. this. The numbers are all over the board, man. You guys have really created some uh, drama. The scoring oh. system is very complicated. Uh, here we go. Secular or Solomon, uh, starting with Mike. Hunger is the best sauce. Look at that guy. Hung- Look at him. You know, it's pretty good. Okay. Hunger is the best sauce. Uh, that is uh, secular and... That feels like it came from Istanbul, not Constantinople. I think, I think that's a Guy Fieri quote, right? Uh, I'm not afraid of Guy Fieri. <laughs> it's a, it's, okay, wait a minute. Guy Fieri, like a superhero, or Guy Fieri? Fieri. The yeah. guy that uh, cooks things. Istanbul, yeah, the, not Constantinople, is a tune. Yeah. <laughs> Is that it's like because the, they changed the name? And right, is it, right. But it's about the yeah. It's about the renaming of the capital of the area. So you're talking Turkey. You're is in it, modern day Turkey. <laughs> is it Istanbul or ain't it? It's yes. It's Istanbul now. Okay, and it's not Constantinople. That's, it currently. that's exactly what I said. Yes, but that's not a country. 
It's close to a country. No, it's <laughs> in a country. Uh, Turkey. Secular. Okay. Dan, why, why, why are we saying hunger is the best sauce? Well, because Ray Kroc uh, said that as he was uh, making chicken McNuggets for McDonald's, so I'm going to say it's a secular America. Okay, Dan says it's yeah. from America. Gavin, hunger also, is the best sauce. Also, I also say it's from America. Secular mm. America. I'm going to go secular, and uh, this feels like Eastern blocker to me, okay. so I'm going to go uh, Czech Republic. Okay. Ooh, bold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bold move. Czech, uh, Very Czech. few proverbs come from the Czech Republic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hunger is the best sauce. It is indeed secular, and it's ancient America. It's Rome. Oh. It's from Rome. That's mm-hmm. yeah. That's right by Turkey, isn't it? Okay, you don't have it right. Mike. <laughs> you first of all gave a city, a contentious city, <laughs> okay. and now you're going with geographic. All right, all right. Closeness. I'm, I'm going to take less points on that. Is that what you're saying? Yes. I'm okay. Done. All right. Secular or Solomon? Um, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Dan Hudson. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Solomon, uh, President Biden. <laughs> Solomon. Oh, wait. Does not quote from Mr. Biden. <laughs> well, neither is Mr. Biden. Yeah, the ESV was off the Tyndale, Dan. It's, uh, <laughs> it's unaware of Biden. <laughs> yeah, we're going, we're going with uh, Solomon. Solomon. Gavin, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. Yeah, that's Solomon, but I'm really not not very sorted out with what it is. I know the... I know the first chapter, fear, beginning of wisdom is fear God, but I don't really know the rest, mm. how it's split up. 16-8. Hey, hey Gavin goes, he doesn't think that answer is seems, seems yeah. very trustworthy. Yeah. <laughs> you you look like a tree and a serpent right now, Dan. <laughs> very efficient. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you go and pick one? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> did, did God really say 16-8? Uh, Nathaniel. Solomon, chapter one. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I still get a chance to go. Solomon, chapter two. Yeah, <laughs> Nathaniel, that's rough. <laughs> I, um, I didn't think it through. <laughs> Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. It is indeed Solomon, Proverbs ten nine. Yes. Pew, 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 pew. That was a double bonus. Dang, I'm really on fire tonight. <laughs> Give it the double jeopardy. Yeah, dude. <laughs> points is, is really good. All right, here we go. Uh, Gavin, whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Yeah, uh, that is Solomon. Um, I'm not going to be able to give you a chapter on mm. any of these. Yeah, yeah, you can just bail on it. Yeah, you don't. No. Yeah, you don't have to justify. It. That's just <laughs> extra credit. Yeah. 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 Okay. Nathaniel. I'm going to go Solomon, and I think it's uh, somewhere in Ecclesiastes. Okay, Ecclesiastes Solomon. Mike, you're, you're trying to throw us off here. No, that's the cloak and dagger. That's uh, secular Poland. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dan Hudson. Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Yeah, I'm going to call that Solomon, and uh, that, that, sure, that sure smells like chapter 8. Okay, Dan says it stinks of a... Chapter eight. Mike has gone out on a limb. <laughs> secular. One of these has got to be a got to be a roast about. Whoever despises his neighbor is a sinner, but blessed is he who is generous to the poor. Solomon fourteen twenty one. Proverbs fourteen twenty one. Poland has ruined me again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we go. A few more left. Uh, Nathaniel, uh, the bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. <laughs> the bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. Secular or Solomon? I'm gonna go secular. And I'm going to go Russia. Secular Russia. Mike. Uh, I'm also going to go secular. And it does feel over in that area. So, uh, 
Czech Republic. Not the Czech Republic for sure. <laughs> Switzerland. Switzerland. Okay, Dan Hudson. Uh, that is secular, and it is just north of the Canadian uh, American border. So Canada? It's in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys can't test my geography like this with these. But it's Minnesota <laughs> bears crawling up there. I think. I think uh, it's definitely secular, but I don't know. I feel feels wrong to say Russia because it's not the only country with bears in it. And That's true. Where they have to deal with bears. What a stereotypical jerk you are, Gavin. Racist. <laughs> Nathaniel, you can't be trusted. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Russia because I think that's what you picked. Ooh, he's trying to read. He's, hey, mind game. he's mind messing with me. Yeah. <laughs> he's trying to look inside my thoughts, just like Russia would do. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it. I've been Putin. Putin's been crawling all of this. Okay, the bear and the bear hunter have different opinions. That is indeed secular Norway. Norway. Mike was super close. That's second Canada. If uh, yeah. <laughs> that's known colloquially as second Canada. Uh, here we go. Secular or Solomon? Slipper ground. Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Secular Solomon, Mike. Oh boy. Ooh. Oh boy. Uh, I'm gonna say. Solomon don't say no word slippery. <laughs> that ain't right. I'm going to go secular and uh, somewhere in South America. We're going to go with Jamaica. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> Move yeah. on. That's, um, <laughs> How many yeah. Jamaican kings do you know? Not anymore. That's slippery down there. <laughs> uh, Dan, Dan Hudson, slippery ground does not recognize a king. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going uh, secular, and it is clearly France. Definitely France. Yeah. I forgot even France existed. It's a France parable. <laughs> it's a French problem. That's because the king slipped. <laughs> <laughs> there are very few monarchs today because of this ground problem. Yeah. Gavin. Okay, yep, that's secular. I'm going to call... Uh, it's. I'm going to say it's European. Let's go British, even. Okay. He's going with England. Yeah. England. Their monarch sustains. <laughs> yeah. Sure-footedness. <laughs> that's, that's how it happened. Victoria wore sneakers. Nathaniel. I'm going to go secular and I'm going to go uh, Portugal. Secular Portugal. All right. Slippery ground does not recognize a king. Secular Kenya. Ooh, Boy, Kenya. once again, Mike's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's still on the other side of the world there. You also said South America. <laughs> All right, here no we go. Flash your education to me. <laughs> Let's see. Where did I, where did I start this at here? No, you're done. You got one more. Yeah, I got one more. Okay, here we go. Uh, secular Solomon back to Dan. Yeah. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. You already did that one. What? What was that? Didn't you already have an anxiety in the heart at the top? Yeah, I think we already did that one. Oh, yeah. Okay, I think we're done. That's it. <laughs> yeah. I, I wrote the same one down twice. Yeah, shoot. Okay, Mike, What's uh, what, how did the scores end up? Okay, uh, from uh, we'll start at the bottom. Coming in dead last was Nathaniel with uh, three, Ooh. and then everybody's uh, in the positive though. What's that? Everybody's in the positive. Yeah, he redeemed himself. What a, a heck bit. of a day! Yeah, Dan had four and a half. He got a half point for that second Canada remark. That was fantastic. <laughs> Gavin came in with a score of thirty-six points, which is pretty good for your first time here. Yeah, and I had one hundred seventeen. Wow! Wow! Well, wow. Mike's just hard to defeat. Yeah, is the troubles. I'm the I, I've not lost this game. To be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I wonder how, in what ways, it's America's fastest growing internet game show, given its difficulty. 
Yeah, yeah. I think that's why it's like uh, people just uh, they aspire to be good at it. No, a good scorekeeper is hard to beat. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm always the banker at Monopoly as well. Yeah. And I always win that game too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good to know. All right. Hey, if you loved, uh, let's say you love that game, you can uh, catch past episodes of Secular versus Solomon by going to youtube.com backslash live from the path and just search Secular versus Solomon. Or you can go to the website, livefromthepath.org. There's a search box there, too, and just uh, I just type in secular. It'll get you pretty close, and you can watch some uh, past episodes of which we've uh, uh, played that game and uh, work up your knowledge and see how you're doing. All right, okay. let's give some advice, Mike. Here we go. Dear Live from the Path, my husband is 38. I'm 36. We have been together for 13 years, married for 11. We never wanted children, although we have some pets. My problem is we've fallen into a parent-child relationship where I'm starting to feel like the child. He enables me to the point that if I'm the least bit distressed, i.e. doing dishes and getting frustrated because they are a lot, he takes over what I'm doing. He even tucks me into bed and kisses me goodnight, turns off the light and closes the door. Hmm. Because of our work schedules, we sleep at different times. Okay. I find this strange. <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense if you work yeah, schedules. Based upon your explanation. I'm not sure where the mystery is coming in. <laughs> Continuing. I've mentioned it to him before, and it hurt his feelings. I love him dearly, but seeing him as my, quote, parent is starting to make it hard for me to love him as my husband. I've asked him to go to therapy. Wow. But he's unwilling. I am very blunt when it comes to saying things, and it generally triggers arguments. How can I tell him all of this bothers me without starting a huge fight? Yeah, most ladies are sick and tired of dudes that love them and put them to bed at night and tuck them in, close the door, help them when they say they are frustrated. This guy sounds like a real turd. <laughs> <laughs> this is the complete opposite of the problem that I expected in this parent-child yeah. relationship thing. I don't know how yeah. you don't have a, a boot square in this man's took us. I mean, I'd <laughs> yeah. kick him out the door right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, now, I, his, his, his downfall here is that, like, if his wife does not want to be treated this way, uh, this, you know, there was, I was listening, so I was clearing out some back episodes. So we're, 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 we're almost back to all the episodes available back to 2019, okay? And what, there was a similar advice where, like, this guy... He's like 34 years old. He's like, I always, I love the, the, all the ladies I date and like I provide them support. And like, if they want to go out with the ladies, I'm great. And if we're, will they want to go out with me? No problem, ladies. I'm paying. Like, he just seemed like a real pansy, yeah, this yeah. guy. And, but, but like, and it was the same rough source, which is you have an idea of how you think people want to be treated. And when they tell you this is something I value and you ignore it, then yes, you're going to have well. this problem. Yeah. So like, you, you cannot, you cannot love people. Only on your perception of what they want. Like part of that relationship is to listen. If she goes, hey, I want to, I don't want to go. But actually, even the thing where it says, hey, we, we go to bed at different times because we work different schedules. Like this is your marriage. If this is important, someone needs to change jobs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, are you just trying to keep the bills paid? Or are you trying to nurture and grow relationships? And so like sometimes you have to sacrifice in that way. Totally. But like if it's from if it's from this relationship perspective, if your wife goes, this isn't working for me, then something needs to change. And so. Maybe the strong for her, like, I, like what you're trying to communicate is like, I need you to listen to me. It didn't sound like she wanted like a different sleep, sleeping schedule, though. It sounded like she just didn't want to be tucked in. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Then he should just be listening to her. Yeah. Hey, I don't, I don't care for this. Say, Go to bed, woman. I just, I I'm mean, here. this is not the same problem most ladies are. I know. About, right. This is <laughs> right. why this is difficult. It's people are like, I just want. I mean, he has to go from like, hey, my wife's going to bed. I'm going to be the last thing she sees. I'm going to make her comfortable, tell her I love her, and then go head out. I, I mean, bless him for this. Right? And like, and, and instead, like, it appears that she wants, I'm going to bed. Whatever, woman. I'm playing Fortnite. <laughs> don't, 
Don't run the door heavy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm busy. Yeah. She should play the lottery. This uh, woman. She, I, okay. I think there's a couple things that need to happen here. There's one. You're right. Like, like love languages are a thing, right? Like, and so loving people in a way that they feel loved is what actually matters. Like your version of love. If that's not how the other one feels it, then like it's wasted almost, you know? Mm-hmm. So like, and I think people can take you in and say, look, I can tell that you're trying to love me well. It's just not nailing it. Right. So I think we can make some adjustments there because there's some, there's some, in, uh, inherent selfishness. If you say you only receive love in the way that I provide it, yeah. right? And that's where you get masculine overseers and real jerk balls, right? So, but then on the other hand, it might be helpful to like pull out of your situation real a mm-hmm. little bit and look around and be like, you know, actually, okay. I'm I'm kind of getting in the weeds here on things that I'm upset about. Like when there's a lot of dishes and I'm halfway through and I'm just starting to get mad. And my jerk husband comes over and says, I'll take care of the rest of these. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. If if there was some like, it, it just take look back at all these things and like with try to clear your mind a bit and say, is there any of this I can be thankful for? Like have some gratitude and go and, and then reframe the situation. Actually, if you tell the story as if it happened to someone else and not to you, it does tend to frame it better. Yeah. Like the way that you just did, it would be hard for her to criticize someone else's husband. But like we've got we 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 build up things into our own relationships and we care like marriages are the worst man like you, <laughs> you, you we pile in all the experiences we have with someone and then you just spray them around like a seat like a grass spreader and they they end up encroaching on all kinds of situations that they don't belong in and it colors all the things that happen like there's some problem that that marriage has it's not the dishes I don't think it's yeah. anything they actually said honestly I, I I wonder if she's bored I mean like like I mean they've been married what 14 years now. Yeah. Or together anyway. That's when it happens, Dan. And uh, she wants. Some, I mean, like, I, like, what is, what is the the tucking in look like? It, it she she feels like as a father, so <laughs> right, is right. It like a kiss on the forehead, you know? Or, or I mean, I mean, I'm, is he being too grandfatherly or something? I, that's what I'm trying to figure out. And maybe she wants some more zip in her life. And like, yeah, if you're gonna put there me is to bed, an put affection bed, that husband, doesn't you know, feel or, like passion, right? It feels maybe? like. Care, yes, like care. That yes. actually, that was the thing that we we came to in that other advice, which is uh-huh. there's a difference between care and like I'm in a mutual relationship of which we desire each other, which is different than hi. I just make again make sure the bills are paid and I make sure you're yeah. comfortable. Like hey, Rumi, friends I'm responsible do, exactly. For you. Yeah, yes, that's right. That's right. Hmm. Okay. As, so how do they? They need zip. They need to zip it up. As an unmarried young man, I can <laughs> say very clearly, uh, no bedtimes. Right. That's what you want. No bedtimes. All the candy you could ever want. Yeah. Right. And then probably no vegetables. Probably a third. These are solid. What about, what's that? What? No be, what does that mean? No this, bedtimes. This is an outline for a book. Like you don't, you don't have, he, he should be putting her to bed because she doesn't need a bedtime. She's a grown woman. But that's it. She's grown. She's Dude, tired. Dude, I love to go yeah, to those sleep. Are, those are the three constraints that make you feel like a child, right? Are like, you don't get to control what you eat. You don't get to control... When you get to go to bed, yeah, and then oh, there's do you probably think, a third one. Do we think that he's putting her to sleep? Like, hey, babe, it's time for you to go to bed. <laughs> I think that she would wants be bold. to go. It's not that time, babe. <laughs> she doesn't have time to wash dishes. I gotta go to bed. I gotta work up early. Now I don't know where you you guys are coming from here. I like going to sleep. Yeah, I, I enjoy it. I, I find it a big victory as an adult. I'm going to bed <laughs> directly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but no, but he's noted like there's just something in here about where it feels like he's trying to be caring. It's not coming in the way that he wants. And I think to Dan's point, uh, something about that relationship doesn't feel like it's mutual and exciting. Uh, she she just feels taken care of. 
Yeah. And that's, and that again, there's so many dudes that don't meet a good standard here. This is hard to critique this gentleman. However, like you got to get your passion, right? You got to want to be in a relationship with someone. He should pick up what she's, you know, putting down there, right? Like, he's like, hey, don't do this. Like, what do you mean by that? If he doesn't get it, he can ask the question. Yeah. What, what do you what, mean? What are you wanting? Because yes. I'm kind of, you know, dense. I'm a guy. I'm a dude. There's a great idea. You ask know? her, like, yeah. not only what, like, thank what you. What do I hear, you mean by yeah, that? What do you want? Yeah. 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 This is a good idea. Because I think I'm being really, uh, you know, a gentleman and, here. And so the advice to her then is like, again, you're dealing with a guy who thinks he's nailing it and doesn't, un- and is offended when you when you say that he's not because frankly he sh- it feels like he should be like he, the things he's doing he thinks she's not honest yes it's like i'm doing what every dream this is what every woman dreams for yes us. yes yeah and 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 actually maybe to this to that point mistakenly yeah. right it's all the all the the what you see in your current relationship of a bum of a husband and yeah. you're like there's she, dudes out there that will dote on me yeah. and this gal's in that situation she's like it's terrible I don't want to be doted upon all the time. He needs right? to get a motorcycle and a leather jacket. Yeah. Yeah. So, so my advice to her then is like, you need to be very clear with him. Like he's got some presumptions. I think you need to be kind, know that he's trying his best and, and you should be thankful for a man who's trying his best, especially in the ways that he's trying, but you need to help him and you need to help him by saying, by being very clear, not offhanded, not oh. like shallow questions. We don't read between the lines. No. Yeah. We go, don't get hints. Go be, after it. It would yeah, be very tough it. if he's not capable of doing anything else, right? Like, even if he, when you ask, like, <laughs> even if you're directly, you know, straight with your husband and say, I feel love in this way, and I need you to not do this, right? Like, there's just, like, he just feels like the guy that cannot let you sit there and struggle with the dishes. Yeah. Like, he would literally have to take up smoking and go outside and ignore what's happening for him to not try to come in and help. And so, like that, it might be more difficult. I, th- I guess all I'm saying is try to give the man some grace. Yeah, I think he's erring on the side of goodness yeah. and kindness. Mm-hmm. And so, like asking him to do that in less quantity, it just might be difficult for him. You know, it takes it'll, some time. It'll be a hard change. Okay, anybody else? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Nathaniel heard that bedtime thing. He's like, you know, I could take a few winks myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are we waiting for? Secular's <laughs> response is. It's interesting the way different people can view the same situation. From my perspective, you married a man who adores you and wants to help when he sees you are frustrated with something. Because you sleep separately, he comes in the bedroom to kiss you goodnight because he loves his wife. That this triggers a negative reaction surprises me. Many women, including me, would be thrilled. However, because of his demonstrations of affection bother you, choose a time when you can have a calm discussion and explain to him how these gestures affect you. It also might be worth your while to schedule a session or two with a licensed psychotherapist to give you some insight about why you react so negatively toward your husband's <laughs> loving gestures that you would write me about it. Is a psychotherapist different than a counselor? I think they can also prescribe Dude, drugs. I was wondering. They do yeah. medication. Her solution like, for most things take is... Take a pill? Is that you should take some drugs. Medicate <laughs> my... Wow. Uh, did she, do you see her out, Mr. Secular? <laughs> like, yes. I would be thrilled <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if yes. my man did this. Here's my number. <laughs> Mr. Secular <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> I, got, I married a Peter Fonda, and I, and like, I wanted some tucking in. <laughs> How old uh, that is that? That was unusual. Yeah, that was that's a weird problem. <laughs> okay, Mike, we got one more? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm fine if I a good one. <laughs> I don't know. That was, that was a good one. Okay. Hey, that, you know what? That's been an odd run, though. I feel like over the last few months, we've seen an increasing number of ladies who are dissatisfied with fellas where on the outside you'd go, what now? Like... I've met fellas, then then they stink at some of these things, and 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 these dissatisfaction with that uh, has been an odd swing. 
over the last few months. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's still marriage stuff. Dear life from the path. My wife and I have assisted a local youngster who was abandoned at birth and bounced through foster care. We helped him finish college and start his first job. Here's the problem. Quote, Samuel has become engaged to an attractive, professional woman my wife and I both like. However, he just told us she insists upon bringing her parents on the honeymoon. Her parents feel strongly that they should go, even to the extent of arguing with Samuel about it. I've never heard of anything uh, like this. His fiance is 28 years old. I'm very wary about it. What advice would you give him? I don't, I, I don't follow it. Like, I don't understand the, what's happening. There's they, nothing they can do. Yeah. Who, who, say, maybe say it again. Did everyone else get it? Like, I just, I'm not following the, the situation. You're helping a dude. The hey, dude man, grew up. He's getting married. Yeah. The, the fiance, the woman's parents want to come on the honeymoon. Yeah. Oh, and they're like, but they have nothing. That, what can they? They have no authority there. They're not parents. They're not even foster parents, are they? They just helped. So when the, the but then the, I I think I got thrown off. I say the this person that we both like. It's just like it's a the lady is a. They're saying we like the fiance. Okay, but okay. We like the, the lady. He's. I got married. caught up that this was more nefarious than what. No, I, no. Okay, oh, okay, no. okay. I'm good. You're thick like she a tucks piece of him in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a bit lost here. Aren't they both like adults? They get to choose what they want to do. Yeah, but their ah. parents totally want to go. Yeah, like well into adulthood. I mean, 28. They're going to be like, but things are going to be super weird. Like, I mean, as a dude getting ready to marry a woman, like you have a certain, like not trying to cause a bunch of trouble over at her place and all the, and the parents are being overbearing and weird. And you're like, oh, that's a warning flag for real. I mean, but like if the, what if the wife's like, yeah, yeah, I would, I would like it if they came. I would also feel weird about that. You think that's going to stop? Two weeks later, when the honeymoon's over, however long they're... No, I mean, it's right. going to be happening in five years and yeah. ten years. And, Time uh, to cut it. And like children. Be, and You totally bail? Like, look, I, I can't do this. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a, that's a pretty big red flag. Wait, wait, did we get a sense then that the, the lady's okay with it, or we don't know? Uh, it didn't say. Uh, I thought it sounded like she was good for it. She must she be, because... Family, family trip to Cabo. The non-related people are the only ones fighting it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess, like, standardly, we would say, look, this is, if it's your side of the family causing the problem. You need uh, to shut them down. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is the wife's thing to to deal with. Blood deals with blood. Yeah, that's right. Um, Because, because even if the non, even if the the husband-to-be does it, people who are, who are not, uh, who are in-laws constantly believe, well, they're just being manipulated. So, like, I mean, you just, you, you solve all kinds of problems by blood dealing with blood. Yeah. Uh, so that there's yeah. no risk of confusion and uh, nefarious beliefs. Yeah. So I think the wife needs to go, needs to take care of this and needs to, this is a no. This is a Oh, it's no. a solid no. Yeah. But if she won't, then that, that he needs to reconsider the whole thing. I yeah. mean, honestly, I, I, I rarely say that, but. I would say we need to, like, at least something like, we need to sort this out before we say yes, because this is a, yeah, you're right, Dan. It feels like it's, this is a, this is the type of thing that's a deal breaker. I mean, unless you want 60 years of pain. Yeah. Yes. This, this is the best part of the relationship. You're all happy. Yeah. Hey, we're going to get married. Oh, let's go on the honeymoon. It's like, yeah. they're going to want to be in the birth room. They're going to be, I mean, they're going to yeah. want to be everywhere. That's yeah. true. And like, even if she's a really good woman and you love yeah. her a whole lot, like you're, you're signing Leave up clean, for, baby. for 50 years of hard labor. Yeah. If you got, you yeah. got an, an you are always family. the outsider. Yeah. That is creeping in there so hard. Yeah. That's rough living. Yeah. Okay. Secular says, unless Samuel and his fiance have been living together for a long time and he's very close to her family, the advice I would give him would be to have plenty of premarital counseling before he marches down the aisle. There's likely more than one issue that should be ironed out before any vows are exchanged and would help to avert disagreements that could cause problems after the wedding. That's not a bad, like a bad thought that like we're coming at it from a healthy relationship 
right? But like if they've been living together as if they've been married for like four years, now they're technically just walking through a ceremony. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I, you know, it might not as be this horrible situation as it sounds like. But like if it, this is your, obviously if you've been courting correctly and, and, you know, this is what your marriage is starting to look like, you're starting your brand new life, after this honeymoon, you don't want no, you don't want these folks anywhere near. It's still this. lying in the sand for me, Dad. I, I, don't you think? I, I had I had two daughters, right? I have two daughters. The, the where I did not want to be in their lives was on their honeymoon. Yes, both of them have married. It's like, yeah, I know what's going on. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. I handed you off. I don't want to know anything else. You know? That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I that's think, just uh, no. Yeah, I no. mean, even maybe if you're taking like a two week honeymoon and you invite them to come out the second week to enjoy time with you or something, maybe the fine. second week. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's bonding time. That that's a couple of like, assuming they haven't been together. Yeah, uh, learning what it's like. To, hey, this is this is the new us. You know, it's exciting and and and, and yep. new and 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 it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean. Maybe they had a group on. Maybe it is like like they said. <laughs> this is what you would think of, wouldn't it? You're such a cheapskate, Nathaniel. Maybe they found some a deal. Like, you know, they've been living together, and they're like, well, if we bring mom and pop, you know, we get a they're paying off for it. They'll pay for our, half of it. Yeah. Like I found this guy who flies down there named Manuel. <laughs> Borough Airlines. I can't believe the price savings. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Life of the Path. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Big thanks to Gavin. Thanks for joining us tonight, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for letting me uh, join you. Yep, was you, fun. you bet. If you got any feedback for us, you can leave that live from the Path Complaint line, 515-517-0085. Call or text. Uh, I do check that every so often, and so we look forward to hearing from you. In the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.